Welcome to the podcast Kenya. We are your hosts, Andy Davies, Clear Earnshaw and Leon Weche. We are here to discuss all things training, nutrition, health and mindset. We aim to share knowledge through our own experiences and by interviewing local and international experts in their field. Our goal is to provide education and empowerment. We hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to episode 10 of the podcast, and we're just going to have a general catch-up random chat in this episode. Uh, Andy's still in the UK. Uh, when are you coming back, by the way? <laughs> you <know>? Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, but yeah, how's, how's training going for you? I know it's sort of a more relaxed kind of, yeah, sort of season at the moment. No, it's good. Um, you know, making most of the gyms here, you know. Um, it's one of those things like I've been on the sort of games train for a little while, so now I'm mini cut. So I'm starting to add in some morning cardio, not too much, half an hour across the week. Um, yeah, it's good to get you out of bed earlier. Yeah. Um, you know, so, yeah, just added that. It's a tidy up. I'm you know, sitting, where was I at my highest, about 220 pounds. Um, so yeah, just quick tidy up, drop down uh, probably 20 pounds and push again. Hello. 20 pounds is a lot. I know. That's a bit that comes up quick for that first bit. Yeah. I'm going to do it over like probably 20 pounds. Yeah, about over. Thinking 10 to 12 weeks. Well, I call it a mini cut, it's just a cut, baby. Yeah, that's yeah. not a mini cut. When I go in competition cut, I would usually cut, you know, 30 pounds, you know, 35, 40. So, yeah, I think it's the same, yeah. But getting tightened up without going to stage things. Okay, okay. So, yeah, I mean, that's an interesting one about mini cuts. It's not really a mini cut, yeah. it's just we call it mini cut because there's no competition. Yeah, yeah, okay. Like, I think. So it's just, yeah. Yeah, I think when you're used to cutting for twenty weeks, when you when you think about yeah. mini cut, <laughs> it's almost. Yeah, it seems a lot more short than that. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's my idea, yeah, it's just the benefits of you know do it a little bit hard, so I benefit from rebounds after. Yeah. So how long has it been since you've been in the deficit? Since October 2021. Okay, so almost, almost. Well, I spent a couple of stages at maintenance. Yeah. The different times and maintenance. But then, so what I like to do is reach a new weight. Yeah. Sit there, push up to a new goal. Sit there. Yeah. Push yeah. Yeah. And I think that's yeah. I think a lot of people do like actual mini cuts too frequently. You know, in yeah. in growth phases. Um, and yeah, that, yeah. No, and I think that's a good a good amount of time. Like, you know, I mean, I mean, men and women are different, but still, for guys, you know, you can't just be, you know, cutting all the time either. Um, so you know, taking especially because yeah, you'd been you'd been in prep, and that's that's pretty hardcore. You need time to to recover from that. Um, 
the sort of thing I'd like to say, if I look really good towards the end of my book cut, and I can, I might just go a bit further and go into a competition. Yeah. But like, it's not my goal. Actually, you know, depends on what happens with the old knee, because I really want people I get some knee surgery done this year, because it's getting bad, but it's just trying to fit it in. Mm. Yeah. I mean, what's the downtime on that? Like, probably about six months. Oh, wow, okay. I'll be back training, but it's going to be really slow. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it won't be. You know, because unlike the hip, it's quite a complex joint. Yeah, it is. So there's lots of, obviously, you know, crossing of muscles, and, you know, so it takes a lot of time to rehab. Yeah. Like, you'll be up on your feet relatively. I think you're in a wheelchair for a couple of weeks, a week or so, just then, crutches, and then... Stop start rehabbing um, yeah. about you know, four to six weeks usual to start that I mean, but yeah I wouldn't expect to be good proper stuff on it but you know five to six months yeah but I mean the good thing with you you can train around that uh, yeah so. well, I still keep training on my the yeah. other leg but you know network connection so this is what I always say to people if you're injured or you say break an arm still train the other arm yeah. because teach you know his new pathways open i think that's such an important point like i also had a client who hurt his uh finger so he couldn't really hold a weight but it was like, i was like yeah you can still train the other arm there's also studies well, that... i've seen people who have no hands lifting and bicep curling and doing things you know like using wraps and things yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But, yeah so there's ways around most things it's just yeah you go say if someone's hurt their you know lower half I just reprogram their training session to be seated you know take take away off your legs just sit down yeah yeah you've got got bad back let's take out all the spinal loading stuff and look for variations where we're not going to load your spine you know yeah it's it's we've done yeah we did a whole podcast on training around injuries yeah and I yeah, that was a good one, actually. <laughs> and even, like, just chatting with Aniksha, you know, just yeah. if you are injured, like, you don't, doesn't mean you're, you know, it's game over. Just, you know, work with someone to help you program program around it. Um, mm. But it, it is interesting, all the studies they do on, yeah, if you train one side, how... You, you, yeah, you come back, when you come back from the injury, like, the other side yeah. catches up quicker. I find that so interesting. I think there's also, you know, science has changed a lot. When I was younger, it used to be, you pull a ligament, you damage your ligaments, this is like, keep, keep your weight off it, yeah. you know, keep off it for six weeks. Do now it's like, get moving as soon as you can. Within reaches, don't try running yeah. a marathon or anything, yeah. but just get it, you know, get it moving. Like Kaya, she's, yeah, she was pretty much that walking properly off her crutches within a week. Oh, and she's nice. like, nothing's ever happened now. Like, because <laughs> yeah. she's been on her feet running around a lot. She's still on her foot with her ankles hurting. So I'll just rest it a bit now. Yeah. You know, it's like she's not. It's <laughs> the thing, it's like, as long as you're not going crazy. It's, yeah. uh, it's been a couple of times where she's been out to the dog park, playing with the dogs and some friends and stuff. The next day she's on my. Uh, ankles really sore. Yeah. So I'll just take these crutches for the morning. Yeah. Just, uh, just settle back down, let the inflammation settle, and then 
Like, if that means <laughs> Yeah. And that's like, that's how like the whole physio or post injury care changed over the years. Mm-hmm. Like talking, like when I hurt her ankle, everyone was like, oh, get some ice and put it on there. But oh, no, you don't need to. Swelling's there for a reason. This is elevated. Give us some, you know, a little bit of paracetamol and, you know, let it just do its thing. And I think kids are great because we know when you're an adult, you always fear things. Whereas a kid, you're like, I just want to get on with it, which is the best way. You're not compensating. Whereas an adult, you're like, oh, I better not put any weight on it or I'm scared to... We've all had clients like that. It comes to you saying, I've got bad backs, I can't do this, I can't do that, I can't do this. I'm like, what are you doing? You can't do those things. It's like, you can, you just want to have to do it properly. But yeah, it's like, I've got bad backs, I can't squat. Well, you could squat, but do you need to squat? Yeah. Or, you know, I mean, they always come with, like, and like, I say this to a lot of people, yeah, solutions for most things. Don't look at the problem. You know, if you are, stop ruling yourself off and saying, you know, pretty much saying, oh, okay, just watch para, para sports on, like, as I said, the Commonwealth Games has made reintegration. But look at some, what some of the people there did. Do you think they went in and was like, oh, what the heck? Like, one girl swimming, had amputation yeah. a few months before, and she's back, and she's got a gold medal in a backstroke or whatever. She yeah. had a leg amputated a few months before. So, like, you can come with this mindset of, oh, I can't do it. Well, you can come with a mindset of, like, how can I achieve it still? Yeah. And that's the two different things, yeah. There's ways around most things. You know, yes, you know, you're not going to be a hand model if you don't have a hand, <laughs> but that's the point. You can still lift weights. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's certain things, you know, if you come to me and say, I've got a bad back, I can't, you know, I'm not sure, you know, like, stop going to the gym because my back hurts. But, well, why was your back hurting? Have you got an acute chronic injury? Or is it because you've been doing everything at the gym wrong? Yeah. And... I've found most people you ask, you know, why is your back hurting? Have you ever seen anyone physio? It's like, no. And it's like, but you you say your back hurts, you've been doing, you've still been doing the deadlifts. It's like, so you're you're not really trying to improve your, you know, whatever is happening. So it's uh, sometimes, it's like you've said, sometimes people just don't want to go that extra step. Because it, it can be hard and it can be challenging. I was going to say, the easiest thing is to find a reason not to do something. Yeah. <laughs> the hardest thing is to actually think how you can do it. Like, I get it all the time with people saying to me, I get clients at a certain age, especially guys over 40, come to me and go, oh, bad knees, can't do anything. I'm like, I'm like don't come here telling me about your bad knees. <laughs> I can tell you about bad knees. Yeah. I got crippled knees and I still get out and do things. Like, yeah. you know, don't, you know, just don't do high impact knee stuff, you know, caution around warming up properly, you know, how does a leg extension feel to you? Because they say, oh, I'll do leg extensions because of shearing. Yeah. I actually quite enjoy leg extensions still. It hurt, I have to do them a little bit lighter weight than I used to. Yeah. But actually, I still get a lot of benefit out of them. Yeah. Uh, but one leg's a lot weaker than the other leg. Just, but that's not the thing. If you do it properly, the same with like squatting. I can still squat. I can't, you know, I don't get as deep as I could do because I don't actually have a range of motion in my mm-hmm. right leg. Mm-hmm. But, so I tend not to do squats anyway, unless they're hill elevated and things. Um, 
But that's the thing, you just look for where he's landing, so you use the leg press, position your legs where you need to start less. Yeah. Avoid machines like a V squat because anything that puts a lot of load into your knee going forward, avoid those. Yeah, people are quick to rule out being able to do exercise and then wonder why it's so hard for them to get back into exercise. Because you've got untrained your brain to think, you know, focus on that injury and go, oh, we've got this injury. When actually our bodies are super uh, amazing at machines that, you know, develop round things like injuries. Like, yeah, if we were all living out in the wild and we got hurt, we would have to find a way to get food. Yeah. And the body's great at adapting to situations and finding ways of, you know, moving, still be able to achieve what you need to achieve. You know, and the same thing with, like, lifting. That's why some people develop, like, with back exercises, develop bigger arms, because actually the arms are more efficient at lifting the weight from the back. So that body's adapt to what's good for the person. And the same with once you get an injury, you know, your body will develop around that injury adjust to it yeah yeah no it's so important your mindset there and also to work with someone who can help you because that's the worst when someone's like yeah I've got you know this hurts that hurts you're like well have you seen a physio no and it's like (laughs) well that's you know that would be a really good idea and I know people are scared to do that because they'll be told you know (laughs) oh this is wrong with you and but that again that's a mindset like you know, well, it's like, who have you seen? I saw the family doctor like 10 years ago. Yeah. And I go, okay. <laughs> About 10 years ago, have you seen anyone recently? Go see an actual physio. Because the thing is, as we spoke before, a lot of care professionals, doctors especially, especially older doctors, they'd rather tell you not to do something and just cover themselves yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Unlike the physios, whose job it is to get you moving you know, get you doing things you can do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean, big time. And I mean, not just applying that to exercise, but I've been finding that so much with, you know, with, with you know, your general health and with doctors, you know, like with the Hashimoto's just saying, oh, there's nothing you can do. And I've been speaking to lots of women who have it. And that has been the number yeah. one theme is, you know, oh, just, just go on to these meds. So this one... This one lady I was talking to, she was saying how this was 13 years ago. And, Yikes. you know, they're often with Hashimoto's, it doesn't even come up in the blood work, but you get all the symptoms of both hyper and hypothyroid. And because, you know, you can get heart palpitations, your cholesterol can be high. So she's put on statins and she's put on beta blockers. Um, yeah. And no one was correlating this back to the thyroid and you know and 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 then she was you can get all these aches and pains so she's like she was always at the Cairo at the physio and it, it to me it's just so sad that you know I mean I don't want to put down like normal western medicine it's life-saving in many ways but in others and, and I mean it depends on the doctor as well like they yeah. just you know it's not really helping you to get to your your root cause of what's going on it's like take these meds but they're not going to you know they're they're band-aids almost as it were and it's it, 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 yeah i remember yeah yes and you're right it's not all doctors i think there's some younger doctors now which are a little more open-minded mm-hmm. but a lot of the doctors people go to like you know have been in practice for years yeah 
But um, I remember having this conversation with my dad years ago when he was put on statins and um, I think it was metformin type thing, glucophage mm. or something like that, for pre-diabetes. I said to him, you know, just work on your diet. And he did. He got really fit. But we wouldn't take him off for drugs despite that he had like everything under control. Mm. Just as because it was too, we saw too much of a risk. And so he had to stay on this truck. But he used to have a migraine, he didn't get them, but he was working in Afghanistan. Oh, jeez. So it was like, for his medical insurance, he had to be on them. This is a ball ache, you know, when he probably didn't need them at that point. You know, yeah. you know, and each one's got its own side effects and everything else. So you're like, you know, do we really need to be on these? But a doctor will always err on the side of caution, and once you're on, that's a, that's a tricky thing. Once you're on a drug, if you sort your diet and exercise out, so your symptoms lessen, or your, you actually get better, take free diabetes, or even diabetes, like if it's type 2 and you've just started getting it, they'd rather keep you on those drugs and say, oh, my drugs are working. Well, no, I've also changed all my life now. Yeah. <laughs> like, but. They say, oh yeah, but they always say, you know, they're rather air on side caution and think it's drugs. When the reality is, just by changing your lifestyle and losing a, a lot of body weight, body fat, and being healthier and exercising more, actually it's probably done a great deal of that rather than the, you know, everything else. A hundred percent. Even this lady, so she said. So she's been on meds for however many years and then three years ago she started to, you know, read more, do her own research on it and, you know, change her diet, change her lifestyle and add in natural supplements. And now she's like on half the dose of the medication. So it's, you know, when people say there's nothing you can do, there is always something you can do. And I think, you know, do your own research for sure when it comes to, you know, if you've been diagnosed with something like, not that you you're an expert and that you should go go on it alone, but I think it's so good to do your own research to I was understand literally just it. Thinking that. I was just thinking what we're not saying is don't listen to your doctor. Yeah, exactly. No, it's all about finding the right doctor yes. for you to work yeah. with you. Yeah. Yes, I think it's it's always good to understand what what you're dealing with also, because if you're yeah. also just going blind like me, you could be told go and dig up leaves or you know and you'll do it but if you understand yeah you'd be like oh you'd be like yeah but i read you know at least can you explain like yeah it's, exactly it's always I'm good i research i love uh you know if someone told me a you know, medical condition i'm saying to the books and trying to dig into it and understand it you know yeah. and you, you know most things are you know i was talking to cat about this the other week because uh, in our dna testing we both have uh, a risk of early onset dementia, mm-hmm. relatively high. Hers is a little bit even higher than mine. Yeah. Well, it's maybe 50, 50, I think hers is like 75 percent. But I said to her, it's a manageable thing. Anything is manageable, so you change those odds. Just because someone tells you that's, you know, your future, you know, you've got always diabetes in your family, it doesn't mean you can be a diabetic. It just yeah. means you've got an opportunity to research into it before you reach that point. Find how to manage your own lifestyle to, you know, to move yourself forward without at risk. You know, take, you know, I've got lung cancer in my family. 
granddad, dad died of lung cancer. It was a very aggressive time. Mm. As a result, I've never smoked, I've never even tried a cigarette. Yeah. I've got no attention of now, yeah. I mean, before. So it's very unlikely I'm going to get lung cancer. Not impossible, but very unlikely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and things like that, you know, it's the same. It's like if someone told you, you know, you could actually change everything just by changing a couple of lifestyle factors, you would. Yeah. So you might as well, if you've got a history of anything in your family, research, research it just so you know what you can do to improve that situation. I think, I think what you said is also another point. Uh, let's say, you know, people like to lead a certain lifestyle. So I think finding out or hearing, you know, clear talk about, oh, this, I had to stop this, I changed it with this. Then you're saying, ah, you know, when I found this, I changed a bit of this. A lot of people sit back and think, if, so it means if I find out I have this thing, yeah. I can't, you know, have my daily bottle of whiskey or, so I find sometimes, <laughs> yeah. no, I'm just thinking sometimes, yeah, people are scared of yeah. losing the things they enjoy doing, you know, the, let's call yeah, them lifestyle. Yeah. 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 Everyone's a bit like, you know, and people are creatures of habit. Like, yeah, humans are very habitual. Yeah, true. But, and I, I always say to people, like, clients are like, oh, but I like this. Okay, can we put it in? Yes, no. But I always say, what is more important to you? Yeah. Yeah, true. And what, yeah, if, say, take your example, if that bottle of whiskey is more important, you're not an alcoholic, you know, it's just you like every day yeah. having a friend over, drinking a bottle of whiskey, and that is the best bit of your day. Yeah. But that's your most important thing. Don't even worry you know, about the training side. Yeah, yeah you live your life. True. But it's going to be a shorter life. At least you'll have enjoyed it. I always say to people, if you hate the gym that much and you moan about it all the time, why don't you do it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> sure, why, why, just accept that it's not for you. And look at maybe just restricting your diet or changing diet to fit in with your lifestyle. Yeah, being more active by walking or whatever you find that you actually enjoy. Yeah, it doesn't have to be the gym. <laughs> it doesn't have to be a gym. It doesn't have to be. And this is what I say to people. When you add, and I always find this, especially with, I say, well, and I give a lot of free advice on Instagram, people message, you're like, I just want to do this. I say, well, look, first thing to do, just be mindful about what you're eating. Be more active. Get maybe free resistance training sessions in a week. And see how you feel. And they tell you what, we always love those resistance gym sessions more than everything else because it's new, it's different. And you have to all take more, and you'll see a difference almost straight away. And if you like the gym, add an extra day. Whereas, like, I, I do a lot of adding an optional day in for a lot of women's training, or even men's training, actually. So I do upper, lower, upper, lower accessories. But I always say the accessories is optional. Yeah. Make sure you want to train for a specific, like a bodybuilding show, it would be. Yeah. You hear that. But for everyone else, it's optional. And the idea is, you know, if you don't want to be in the gym five days a week, you don't have to. But that gives you, if it, there's a, a time when you've got a free day and you're loving it, get in and do that optional day. You know, it's it's an you know, optional day. Do it if you want to, don't do it if you don't want to. Um, and I think, you know, having that freedom 
actually learning what you enjoy and don't enjoy is, is beneficial. Like, yeah, I know those people hate tracking. <laughs> I think, so I say, just do it initially. Understand what a plate of food should look like. And then after that, you can pretty much eyeball it. Yeah. You know, once you've been doing it for a couple of weeks, and just be mindful of things like the sauces going on, the oil goes into things. You know, once you see it written down initially, you know that that handful of nuts you think was a healthy afternoon snack is actually 500 calories. Mm-hmm. Okay? And so it's just about knowing what the quantities are. Yeah. And once you know that, yeah, you sure, you can be intuitive. Yeah. You know? Well, I guess it's, it's like what we say with mastering the basics. Once, once you know the basics of most things, you're in a better place. You know, just how foundational movements, basics of tracking, how a plate should look like. Very, like the basics of everything in what you're trying to achieve will, will help rather than just being, you know, blind. Go in, listen to everything your trainer says. Because, well, I enjoy when clients ask questions. So I, I, I don't... Yeah, yeah me too. <laughs> yeah, when they, always, they always go... Oh, sorry to ask questions. Well, I actually like yeah, it's like, ask. <laughs> yeah, you Unless do. I've answered it to him already, I'm like, oh, yes, I'm sure I've talked about this, but let's just do it again. Yeah, you can't just zombie through and then expect someone else to think for you. That's uh, As much as you, you have a coach or trainer, it's, it's, it's good to... That extra All of my clients have had a bit of a change in her... Fortunes or life stuff. So she wants to just try and go it alone. She's a bit worried. I'm like, look, I've been through this. If you want to make your own program, look for all the programs you've done, all yeah. the training costs. Pick up the exercises you enjoy most. Start there. And just start with some maintenance. We're in mm-hmm. a maintenance phase anyway. Just give these macros for a while. Yeah. 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 And you'll be alright. Yeah, people do tend to overcomplicate things. <laughs> and. And, you know, like you were saying earlier, Andy, it's you've still got to have that enjoyment. Like, even if you do have a condition, like um, Fleur, who's been on the podcast before, who's diabetic, she's also been diagnosed with Hashimoto's. And so we, we, were, we were talking and she was like, because you can, like with autoimmune conditions, diet is one of, you know, one way that you can tackle it. And they are quite extreme diets, like um, generally paleo, but some are even more strict. And she was like, Already, you know, she's doing her blood glucose before every every meal, like on top of everything. And she's like, yeah, I don't know if I can handle like strict, you know, something strict on top of this. And I think you've always got to remember that if you are stressing and you're like, oh my gosh, I just ate some gluten. That's worse for you than eating the gluten probably, but in some cases. But, you know, you can't always stress over everything. And... You know, you've always just got to do your best, but still enjoy where you can. Um, and like, yeah, so I think it's 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 so important to have that. And, you know, with quite a few of my women recently, we've moved their training, you know, frequencies down to two or three days and they're just loving it. And they're like, this is so great. You know, I've not lost all my gains. Um, I've you know just got more time. I actually enjoy going to the gym again. You know, we're keeping training sessions to an hour mm. um, and even my sessions now I keep to an hour and I just enjoy it so much more because there's always I think that pressure from being in this kind of industry to always be training with intensity you have always trying to apply progressive overload you're just always pushing 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 trying to 
you know, achieve all these certain goals, but sometimes you need to take that pressure off of yourself. And you yeah. know, you you actually find you you make more progress when you do that. It's it's well, hard. I would say I'd love you to three good sessions a week, four good sessions, and try and do fit in five six sessions a week that are you know just waste your time because you're so knackered or despondent, <laughs> not enjoying it. You know, it's the fact is do three good sessions, and again. Yeah, I don't. I've, I've, yeah, I personally do still do progressive overload myself, but I've actually started increasing a bit more volume into mine. Mm. Yeah, doing more, you know, some other type of things. We're always still progressing. Like I saying, it's, you know, I'm more mixed with clients at the moment with you know what they enjoy doing. Yeah. You know, and I would say <laughs> it's quite funny. It's like someone messaged me the other day. Comment that she was like. Oh, I, you know, I meant to be on a D load, but I don't feel I've earned it. I was actually, well, you don't earn a D load. This is proactive. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> if you felt, you know, you should, although, I would say, you know, most of the people need that D Like, as in, reach my, because I have a free plan to block. Yeah. Like, that is your D load. You get it into Most people reach that, and I end up saying to someone who's off training because where my training has progressed via volume then most of the time drop you know, intensify as added as you go and changed up. Um you tend to need to have a, some time off. Yeah, and I'm good I as always say, if you feel beaten up just have a week off. Just you know, keep your steps in. You know. And if you're competing, keep your cardio in. But actually just drop all the actual gym work. Yeah. Yeah, and you really won't lose your gains. It's, it's, again, like people just, you know, if you're letting yourself recover, you know, you'll actually progress more. And I mean, even even with my training now, I'm not pushing it hard, but I still I, I still do progressive overload. You still can do it. Yeah. Um, but I just find like sometimes being in like the health and fitness industry, there's so much pressure every side and even the same client. So she's in a fat loss phase. We've reduced her training. She doesn't do cardio. Uh, we calorie cycle, but you know she's not been super strict with it, and she's she's lost four kilos in a month, and like that, she just said it does not feel like work <laughs> at all. And I was like, that's your mindset yeah. that you changed that, like going into this thinking you don't have to be perfect because so many people do that. They're like, oh, if I'm in a, a fat loss phase, everything has to be checked. And, like, if things are not working, then, yes, it does. But, you know, if things are working for you like that, you know, it doesn't have to be some awful phase of your life, you know, that you're just grinning and bearing through, you know. Mm. If you're really ready for it, um, you know, and, you know, your body's in a good place for it, you know, it shouldn't be, like, drawing blood from a rock. Yeah, no, yeah. Not, not everyone's a bodybuilder. I no. Think, no. I think. Exactly, that's what I was going to yeah. say. It's like, look. I find it quite easy to be in a calorie deficit up until just before competition. <laughs> but that's when you take it to the nth degree. You shouldn't have to. Yeah. No sense with women. Yeah, your your cycle shouldn't change because you're on a, a slight restriction. That's the whole point of being on a slight restriction. Not matter. I like competitors that still have their cycles going into all shows. Mm. Yeah, it's great. Like, yeah, I love it. That Bevet case. Yeah. <laughs> It's, I think everyone starts prep and it's like 
I'm starting prep tomorrow is, you know, the usual. Cut carbs by 300%. Cardio goes up an hour. It's like, it's, you've forgotten the whole progressive overload thing now, just because it's prep. So. Yeah, and uh, I, I know even here, a lot of women lost their periods and, you know, going into another prep. And I'm, I'm like, nah, just... No one says you have to compete in every competition, you know. Well, that's our point. That's what I do tell people. Just maybe as competition, not for you. Yeah. But we're in a longer prep, you know. So, um, like for me, all my clients now, regardless of competitors or not, all have two high, well, women anyway, two high days a week. Um, lower gym a week, and I have two days together. So. Uh, have high carbs and high fats, high mm-hmm. everything as you said, protein stays constant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, one will just enjoy those two days, and for the guys, I tend to have one or two depending on what they're doing, you know, because it's slightly less important. If they need to, we have two. But because otherwise, you know, what I always say though is tell me if you start focusing on those high days. Mm-hmm. During the week, you're like, oh, I can't wait for the high days. And you start planning your food in the bar. So I'm actually probably just going to take them out and just increase calories across the week. Yeah. <laughs> because what we're not doing is creating sort of the behaviour where you, you can you know, binge on too high days. Yep. We're not talking massively high either. We're just, yeah, moderately high in comparison. Um, but the fact is, that's important. It's not, you know, I don't want people, and all they do is look for that refeed we're like planning it and start building this you know this you know high and low situations that sort of boom or bust piece or famine mindset it's like yeah. you know you just you know we keep carbs in during the week on low days it's still ample carbs yeah. um but on high days we just like a bit more it's crazy for me i remember prep i was the opposite i was scared of refeed and uh, high days i thought i'd uh, i'd get uh <laughs> fat <laughs> mine was the opposite it's like refeed and i'm like did you reef you know so, uh, like when i did it with my friend in the uk he's like did you really refeed i'm like yeah i added a potato and he's like no like eat and i, I i'm the opposite i was like no nah, i don't want to well, a lot of people are like that when you know especially women because of the scale because you know, well, it depends. Sometimes it goes down, but most of the time, of course, it's going to yeah. come up. Yeah, it always goes up a little bit. It's like the majority, unless you're in chronic stress, diet yeah. ages, yeah. you know, it's going to go up. And I always say, and I always go back to, you know, old and I on average, it takes 3,000 calories to have a pound. Yeah. At the way Right, now that scale's got two pounds. Did you have 6,000 calories over what you were meant to? Because oh, even your refeed, not that far, you know, over the net, over the week, yeah. you'd still be in a deficit over the week. Yeah. So it would be an impossible task. Yeah. Like, I don't know too many people could eat 6,000 calories in a day. They're not too many. Even, you know. even on yeah. a prep, you've, it's, it's hard to add that extra 500 to 1,000, and it's a struggle. So Yeah, so <laughs> adding 6,000 calories on top of your maintenance. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. Um, so it's like an eight to ten thousand calorie day. It's not going to happen. And once people realise this, 
yeah. get told eight weeks is an okay time to start prep. Yeah. So what are you talking about? Eight weeks? Yeah. Eight weeks is crazy. Eight weeks is like there's no time for you to. Like it doesn't matter what coach you are, but you, it takes time to learn who you're working with. Eight eight weeks is nothing. So. Well, that's the thing. Like even even with Gen Pop class, mm-hmm. like. You know, that's why I always say minimum three months coaching because it yeah. takes time to learn someone, you know, how they, you know, respond to refeeds, you know, how they respond to certain, stress. you know, yeah, to yeah. stress, all of that. So it's, yeah, you really, you know, even with everything, you know, it takes, it really takes a lot more time than you think. Um, yeah. yeah. Whether it's prepping for a show, whether mm-hmm. it's healing your hormones, you know, whether it's, yeah, fat loss phase or maintenance, it's generally going to be a lot longer than you think. And I, I just hate the way that the health and fitness industry, everyone is so obsessed with eight weeks and 12 weeks. And that's just so unrealistic. And it's the just... Beach body ready in four weeks. Oh yeah. my gosh. Some, some are ready in four weeks. <laughs> yeah. But you know how those work. And you're not, your body hasn't really changed. Like, but on the scale, your body drops because you drop the love walk weight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I must be working. Four weeks, I've lost four weeks, I've lost five kgs or whatever. Oh. Yeah, you mainly had diarrhea the whole time. Yeah, yeah. Some juice fast. Yeah, it's, it's like. It's just that, that marketing, isn't it? So people are so used yeah. to these sort of quick, quick things, and it's like, it's, it's really, really doesn't work that way. The sooner you can get in your mind, like, Start thinking in years. Yeah, you life, know, the the better. I'm always like lifestyle is just it's life. This this is, you know, you, you want to make it a lifestyle. You you can't be like where where will I be in eight weeks or where can I look like you in one year? <laughs> so yeah, it it it, it 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 takes time and like especially, uh, I would say if you're looking at healing hormones. Yeah, you know. Whatever it is, your thyroid, your sex hormones, your gut health, your stress, you know, you probably want to jump into a fat loss phase. But, you know, if those things are not good, you're not going to get there and you're just going to dig yourself a deeper hole. And these can take six plus months at least. So, you know, you need to be super patient. And it's the same with building muscle and for, for shows like... You uh, actually need strange. to have muscle, yeah. uh, A, and B, building muscle takes a long time, yeah. Um, and yeah, just you know, be ready to in- invest in yourself, you know, the more, the longer I'm in this industry, the longer I've seen people, you know, who have conditions, what I have, it's just like, you need to value your health first and foremost, because if that is not in a good place, you're not going to get anywhere. And like, okay. It's the same with stress. If you don't have your stress under control, if you're going trying to lose weight in a position of being super stressed about everything, yeah. you're not going to have an effective fat loss journey. Mm-hmm. Not a safe and healthy one. Because stress, stress is, stress a big is one. the root cause it's of everything. Like it, it truly is. Like just so many people I work with with gut problems. You know, so much is when you're stressed and like even for me because with with um like hypothyroid you you can get a lot of like acid reflux and heartburn 
but I know when I'm stressed, I can just start to feel it already. So it's like you need to learn yourself. And I mean, stress is always such a hard one because you don't know how stressed you are until you're yeah. not. Um, but, you know, that's... Yeah, I guess people don't want to to acknowledge it because it's hard to work on your stress. Mm-hmm. And again, like Leon was saying, they don't want to change their, their yeah. lifestyle. And I mean, sometimes you do. I mean, if it's your job, you know, you need to put priorities there. Yeah. It's like... That's all about. Exactly. I, you know, I had a client who was a restaurant owner, chef restaurant owner, mm-hmm. and chronically stressed. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, you know, we've got to find a way to help your stress out. Yeah. You know, and that could be. I was like, you know, I was trying to introduce him, like, make sure you have a break, eat your meals at your way from the restaurant, go walk off somewhere, have a meal somewhere, and go back. You know, I know you that long to be away. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, 10 minutes surrounded by nature and blood pressure a little bit. Um, but, you know, people don't necessarily want to change. As in, they find it's hard to break the habit of being like the restaurant and just sitting there mm-hmm. at a table in their own restaurant, then stressing about what's going on around them yeah. while they're trying to eat. Instead of just, you know, actually go away, deal with that, yeah. work on my sleep. Yeah, like I know when I'm stressed, there's there's no sleeping, like yeah, <laughs> yeah, like say, Zuli is not feeling well, and I know that for me triggers like I get stressed when she's not okay, and for me I know like that night, man, sleep is not happening, and it's 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 crazy how the next day like I know it'll happen, but I try as much to make it not, but it. It's, it's, it's the thing though, self fulfilling. Circle prophecies, and always says, you know, I've always, um, I was watching Circle the other day, and people can't sleep, um, about actually, instead of sitting in bed trying to force yourself to sleep, get up, mm-hmm. go to the TV, or go to lounge, or just do something to break the stress of trying to force yourself to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> go do something else in the house, which is away from you just laying in bed. Yeah. As you get a little bit tired, they go straight back to bed. Yeah. Take you about fifteen minutes to get to sleep. If you can't get to sleep for fifteen minutes, don't get up and do something else. Yes. Yeah, because all it does is it just keeps adding more stress. Yeah. Like now trying to sleep, which then is just it's like rolling ball. Yeah, it's it's just amazing how all the blood work we've gone through with clear for my clients, there is a sign of stress somewhere. Oh, yeah. you'll see it. it. Even you'll mine, it. Oh, yeah. it's just this. Oh, yeah, we all, we all. And even this is the thing people don't realize training yeah. with that is stress. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, adding stress on top of stress is great. Yeah, because yeah, it's like it could be this, this, or stress. Or, you know, when you're doing like a deduction, you realize, okay, it's not this, because you can see the numbers. And it's amazing how stress is like. I think we all need, it's something we all need to learn how to manage and control at some point in our lives. People who die youngest as adults Mm. generally have the highest level of stress. People having killing over Mm -hmm. heart attacks or aneurysms or whatever, it's very usually with people who have the most stress in their life. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's... Cancer is triggered often. Cancer is triggered by stress. 100%. And I mean, if you're looking at that hormonal hierarchy, your adrenals, 
you know, are at the, the base of that. You know, so if your adrenals are off, everything is going to be off. So, you know, always, if you can, like, if you're going to start some quote-unquote healthy habits in your life, you know, that's working on your 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 stress. And like and you're saying, Andy, you're training in your nutri- nutrition. Mm-hmm. Your coach can help you with that. They can help you with your, your mental and emotional stress, but that's mainly on you to find techniques that are going to help you and... It's, it's always hard, like, you're like, oh, I just need to make it through this month, then I'll be okay, but that's never true. There'll always be something, and you've got to come up with those t- techniques that are going to help you through those really stressful times. Um, so, you know, whatever that looks like for you, if that's getting help from a therapist, if that's doing your meditation, your journaling, you know, for me, that doesn't doesn't work. I like walking. Um, that works for me. And But just, yeah, finding what's going to work for you and... Just knowing that there's always going to be those times when you can't keep pushing it away, and that truly, if you know you want to to heal anything or you want to progress in something, yeah, stress stress is that one. Yeah, you know, people shouldn't be scared of therapy. It's one of those things. Get their coping skills in place as soon as you can, because um, they take work and it takes practice mm-hmm. like anything. Um, and then, yeah, just combine that with your training, you know. Things like finishing training and going to a meditation in a quiet room somewhere, you know, just make it part of your wellness, part of your day. You know, it might be finish training and go get home and have a nice long bath, listen to a podcast or some music, you know. Yeah, it doesn't have to be anything huge, just, you know, something for you, because I work with lots of mums and... You know, and you know, I don't work with many dads, but Andy, I'm sure you know this. Like looking after, you know, a a child. That's you know, there's hardly any time for yourself on top of everything else that you do. But trying to carve ten minutes, thirty minutes in your day for you. What happens as soon as your child goes to bed? Do you sit around fussing about doing? I always say this. Do you stay around fussing on the housework? Because actually. For the cost versus reward benefit, it's way better off trying to clean that. Yeah. Uh, you know, those extra hours just to uh, put into your health. Mm-hmm. You know, go have a, you know, go put on a face mask, go do your hair, go do whatever. Watch your child in space, go have a bath, you know, go read a book. Use that time just to actually chill out and actually work productivity and everything increases. And when you work out your hourly rate of work, it's probably more beneficial to employ a cleaner. Mm-hmm. So you're actually more productive, you're happier, everything else. I, I love that. And I think it's so important. Like if you can delegate or if you can, you know, hire someone to help you, do it. You don't have to do everything. Like whether... Even if you want to be superheroes, like if you want to be super, super dad, yeah, you know, get home, do a school project for your kids. Yes, do that. But don't. If it's a school bake thing and you have time to bake, rather than stressing, and I've done it, staying up late trying to make something to take to school, just buy it, yeah. kick, it out of your, kick it out of the packet, stick it on a plate, and wrap it up and pretend you made it. It's okay, it's all good judgment. Maybe <laughs> parents winging it, so it's fine. True, true. Yeah, and it's, you know, it's, you know, it's, I mean, in Kenya you can get affordable help, so, mm. you know, do it. Like, if you can get food delivered to your house, do it if it's going to save you time. Um, you know, if getting a coach is going to save you time, 
you know, even if you're a coach, yeah. do it. Yeah. That kind of thing. Like it's and it just yeah, like meal prep companies and that's like rather than stress it, if you can afford it, do it because it's just it's all hours back in your day. Yeah. And those are things that you just you know, then actually if you work out your hourly rate and I always say it's like my time works where if I could be working, it's more beneficial than me to do house than housework. It's cheaper for me to do the housework and be working on something else. Yeah. Yeah, that's how it I guess people are so, I don't know, people have guilt complexes, don't they? Yeah, that's the thing. I was going to say, everyone wants to be. Yeah. Super domestic, god or goddess at home, and kicking everything at work, and fit, and healthy, and, you know, trying to be happy. Yes. Yeah. Because you see see social media, people Mm. portray life is where the reality is. Yeah, so social pressures are serious. It's every- yeah, especially parenting. Like people think, you know, parenting probably is like multiple, you know, um, you know, internet groups about and social media groups about parenting and everyone's got an opinion and everyone's showing, do this for your kids, you know, kids do this, kids do that. When, you know, where you, you're under that pressure, but there's also, you know, take mums, oh, I've just lost babies but now I've got some abs in two weeks or yep. there's like ads you know being shredded and, you know it's just like the world's changed where parents aren't allowed to just be parents now you've oh, got yeah. to be, you've got yeah, to have a super... kick-ass career parent look great while doing it you know and all this other stuff it's just like you know be at home banking but also kicking it you know kicking off in the boardroom and yeah, and, still, and being in the gym, yeah, you expect to do everything, yeah, it's like these, uh, well, it means, you've got 24 hours a day, it's how you use them, yeah, so, right. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, let's just, everyone calm down a little bit, I follow a, a funny meme page about entrepreneurship, it's like, just take to make out all those sort of quotes and things, it's like, brilliant, you know, it is funny, but, because there is just now this thing to be, the go-getter and out there, but also great at home, great this. Look, there is only so many hours in a day. Yeah, every... every you prioritise what's important, and then fit in what you can. Yeah, everyone's trying to be the rock, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I guarantee if you ask the rock, rock's kid, how much time is actually at home? Yeah. And what you say to people is quantity, uh, quality over quantity. Yeah. Quality time will always be quantity of time. I don't know if you saw I posted on IG someone's story where she was saying like you don't have to monetize every single of your hobbies because I feel like that's what a lot of people feel pressure to do these days is like have multiple income streams you're like oh I like crocheting let me yeah I understand that it's just this pressure is also from the cost of living crisis yeah Mm. Yeah, yeah costs are going up all the time and people are like oh I didn't get money from somewhere what can I monetize oh let's monetize some of my hobbies because that's good actually everything stops being fun yeah. And and you know you need those you need those outlets like we were just saying for your stress. Yeah. So just yeah, you don't have to monetize everything. You don't need to be no. perfect. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and you know that's a work in progress for everyone. Yes. Um, you know you, I don't think anyone's ever nailed it, but you know, yeah, work on your stress. So that's one thing you take away from this <laughs> podcast. Work on your stress. Um, Jensen, closing thoughts. Yeah. yeah. 
trying to think. Yeah. You ready for your meditation session? Yep, I'm going to play Ghost of Tsushima and meditate. That's like meditation, <laughs> just chill. Yeah. 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 Although, although, sometimes it's a bit too it's much adrenaline. Yeah, yeah <laughs> that would suit. No, I can't so. do that. I like. I, I've, I've done my cooking. I've peeled my potatoes, which I find very soothing. At least I'm not monetizing it, so. <laughs> yeah. No streets, it's just... Okay, uh, okay. Yeah. All right. And maybe I'll open a YouTube page oh, at this point. Yeah, no, we have uh, Twitch going on. <laughs> yeah. No, I enjoy Twitch. Is, it's just streaming, so it's very... Unlike YouTube, you don't have to go cut, edit, do all this. Try. Yeah, it's just streaming and, you know, with friends. So it's, it's, it's easy. It's like on, off. And so Any that's my meditation. Right? Yeah. Any monetization on Twitch? No, not yet. Better be. Not yet. Soon. Soon. <laughs> <laughs> then it'll stop being a hobby. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Totally <laughs> fun. Right. Yeah. Well, we'll see everyone in the next episode. Right. Yeah. Goodbye. Bye.